at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. The first lesson today comes from uh, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 11. When have you come into the land that your Lord, your God, is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it, and settle in it? You shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord, your God, is giving you. And you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in the office at the time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give to us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down, Before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor, and he went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, We cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power, with the signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now... I bring the first of the fruit to the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all of the bounty that the Lord your God has given you and to your house. The Lord, of, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to The Holy Gospel, according to John, the second chapter. Glory to you. The Gospel reading, John, the second, uh, 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concerns is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to him, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, 
Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I love that story of the wedding at Cana. And in fact, uh, Travis and I chose that to be one of the readings at our own wedding 14 years ago. And I think I like it because I always picture Mary as being some kind of funny caricature of a Jewish mother from Queens. And I like this laughable bulk volume of wine that Jesus provides for the couple and their guests, like he's, he's Costco Jesus in this story. And in addition to the crazy abundance, to me, it's just a joyful story. Even the problem that needs to be solved here isn't that terrible of a problem. I mean, granted, it is not good to run out of wine at a wedding feast, but in this, Jesus' first sign in John's Gospel, there isn't someone born blind yearning for sight. There isn't anybody um, unable to walk that needs healing. There's nobody mourning a death of someone they love that needs to be raised. It's just a party, and it's a party that's about to get a lot better. So as far as themes in scripture, I think celebration is a good one to pick up on on a day like today when we're talking about celebrating and, um, and, yeah, celebrating and sharing God's abundance in our lives. So perhaps you noticed at the end of our first reading from Deuteronomy, there is actually a divine mandate to have a party. Uh, In fact, I chose this reading from Deuteronomy for today because I like how it lays out so nicely and clearly this connection between recognizing God's gifts to us and then offering our own gifts back to God as a form of gratitude and worship. Um, But now I see there's also a party involved, so we'll talk about that too. Uh, But the first 10 verses of chapter 26 in Deuteronomy are instructions from God to this long-ago people for how to make an offering. And these, of course, are the days long before they had standardized currency or offering plates, let alone numbered envelopes and credit cards and bank drafts. So God's people were supposed to bring some of the first fruits of their harvest, harvested from the land that God had given to them, And they were to put those first fruits into a basket and bring the basket to a priest who would set this then before the altar of the Lord. And then there's something that the person bringing the offering is supposed to recite. And what they're supposed to recite is this recounting of God's work on behalf of God's people, how God in his gracious care and providing delivered them out of this crushing slavery in the land of Egypt and led them through the wilderness to a land of abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey. And that recitation, they're supposed to say, it ends with, so now. So now, in response to all of this specific action that God has taken, in response to what God has done and given, so now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. So that is 
a lovely image of how making an offering is worship. It's this image of gratefully giving back to the great giver a portion of what has been received of God's goodness. And so in a way, Deuteronomy 26 describes what I hope that we are all on some level um, feeling and experiencing as we make our own offerings to God through God's church. And then there's the 11th verse, in which God tells the people to get together and have a party. It says, Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. So, great. That is a commandment we can submit to. But thinking now of us here today, could it be, do you think, that each of us making our own offering to God and God's church is part of celebrating with one another God's generosity and goodness? Could giving really be a cheerful task, as 2 Corinthians chapter 9 describes? Is our worshiping the God of abundance by giving our own tithes and offerings good cause for a party, or at least really joyful hearts? Yes, the answer is yes. Later this week, you'll be receiving in the mail, if you're in our database, a letter from First Lutheran along with an intent card uh, on which to record your plans for giving to the congregation in the coming year. So we're asking you um, as individuals, as a household, to reflect on your own abundance and to consider how your blessings might provide for the blessing of others through the ministry of this church to pray about this, to talk about it, um, and then fill out that intent card and return it to the office, either through the offering plate or through the mail or online by completing um, a Google form that you can access through that letter. Now, we put this request before you each and every year, and I suspect that many of us in the congregation approach this practice with uh, perhaps some ambivalence. But scripture does not paint a gloomy picture for us of giving. Rather, sharing what we have and giving of our abundance is something that we can do and something that we get to do because we have received so abundantly from a God who loves us. And sharing of our abundance is always cause for joy and sometimes cause for a party. So I know that worshiping a God of abundance and receiving abundantly, grace upon grace, that can sometimes feel like an individual project. And indeed, what you write on your intent card is between you and God and the finance secretary. But the nature of abundance is not individual. Abundance is not for one alone, but rather abundance reorients us toward relationship and toward community. You notice, perhaps, that neither Deuteronomy nor John speaks to a party of one because abundance is known and experienced best with others. For us, it may be known and experienced best in this congregation. Sharing what we have not only glorifies God, but it establishes or deepens our relationship with others. God gives good gifts. There's no doubt about that. But what we receive from God actually goes beyond the gift itself. 
whether we're talking about money or time or wisdom or abilities or mercy and grace. All of these gifts that we receive abundantly from God don't need to be an end in themselves, but rather they are tools and resources that strengthen our community and that spread the good news of the gospel and the love of God far and wide. Like the thousands of glasses of wine at the wedding in Cana, God's abundance brings joy, and joy that is meant to be shared. Like the first fruits gathered and offered by God's people in Deuteronomy, abundance is recognized and celebrated in the context of community. So what kind of shift would it take in our own attitude toward giving and sharing so that others who are beyond us might look at First Lutheran Church and see our joy and see our celebration of God's abundance? What kind of reorientation might we need in order to cheerfully and joyfully imitate the nature of our God by generously giving and sharing of what we have been given? Well, whatever it takes, I hope that the Holy Spirit will be at work in us and among us in the coming weeks and months and years so that this faith community will not only recognize the abundant blessings of God poured out on us, but we will also embrace and celebrate the opportunities we have been given to share abundantly. May it be so. Amen.